Hi, welcome to MGC Ghost Encrypted Podcast. This is Bobby. This is Terry. And Chris. We're going to be speaking with Pepper from Rushmore Podcast tonight. Pepper, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. So, Pepper, tell us us a little bit about yourself. I am almost 30. Uh, Originally from Columbus, Georgia. Moved to South Mississippi in 2012. And um, other than that, the reason I'm on here is uh, had some pretty interesting things happen to me over the years. Okay. And that's what we're interested in talking to you about those as well. Um, we'll let you start off. Which one do you feel comfortable with? Go ahead and start that one. Start off one of your stories, your experiences. Well, I feel like it's kind of it's kind of all connected because it, it whenever it started, it didn't really stop until it stopped. But it, it started, I used to live in, like, some gross, disgusting house. It was me and uh, two, two, actually three of my friends living in a uh, three-bedroom house. I was sleeping in the dining room, and we had a dog. You know, it was just a regular party house. It was absolutely disgusting. But I'm pretty sure everything kind of started around the time that we started messing around with a Ouija board. And this Ouija board was a Papa John's box <laughs> that uh, we had cut into a square and written all the Ouija board stuff on with Sharpie. Right. Okay. And okay. I was gonna say, well, the little heard, thing that was doing intent just as well. Was, was yeah, was the your, little thing that little we were plan? moving around was uh-huh. a Budweiser cap, if I remember right. I was going to say, because that would be funny if you use a little pizza, you know, the little white pizza table that the they put in the middle in the yeah. of it as your planchette. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, it was just like literally whatever was, was hanging around. And um, so we, we started off, we would, uh, we had a dog that would bark into corners, like just absolutely losing her mind for no reason. Um, we had stuff that would move. Like there was one time that I was in the bathroom and, open the door and a tube of toothpaste had been moved to where when I opened the door, it hit it and fell on the ground. It was just kind of funny stuff like that. We used to play a game where we'd get a bottle cap and put on the the fireplace mantle and make like a big deal. Like, all right, everybody agrees that nobody's going to touch it. And then every morning when we got up, it would be somewhere else. So just little stuff like that. Um, And then Towards the end, uh, one of my friend's girlfriends, it was just me and her in the house. She had stayed by to take a shower and go to work. And she was going from the bathroom door to my buddy's bedroom. And then she slammed the bedroom door, like shook the entire house. And I jumped up uh, from the living room and ran in there and opened the door. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you slamming doors like that? And she just looked as scared as she could be. And she was like, I did not touch the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Wow. So she never came back. Was that, but, <laughs> I was going to say, was that <laughs> bottle cap that y'all were using that was y'all putting in stationary? Was that the same one that you used on your Ouija board? No. Okay. Um, the bottle cap, I mean, it was probably like, Bacardi 151 bottle cap, oh, okay. if I remember right. Red one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we well, were, I mean, there was a couple we were like running around. We'll just pick this one. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, the objects that were moved, were they moved to a certain spot 
all the time or did it vary through the house? It varied through the house. It would, it would, it was like a fun little game for us where in the morning it would be like, find the bottle cap. Sometimes it would just be on the floor, like directly under the mantle. Sometimes it would be, uh, moved to like a table or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was always random. Got it. Let me ask something. What, um, what do you think you conjured? I have no idea. So we, at some point, somebody came in the house and like I said, it was a party house. So there was different people coming, coming through that house all, all the time. But somebody said that they sensed the spirit of a little girl. Okay. And we we're like, all right, that's, that's weird. So I think around that point we started, I don't, I don't remember the name that we came up with, but, uh, it was like Lucy or something like that. Like we started, we named the ghost and mm-hmm. it was like we had a pet ghost in the house basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Which is what most people do. Yeah. People yeah. give a name yeah. to, to the, the entity or whatever is in their home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that could have been and just it, the it, way it, of playing hide and seek with you. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this yeah. and hide it from you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, right. especially if you guys were looking at it as a game, yeah. they're going to look at it as a game. And maybe the door slamming was more of a temper tantrum. Yeah. From yeah. Not, not getting the attention it wanted. And, Everybody agreed that uh, it it kind of always seemed like it kind of centered around me because there were things that annoyed me that would happen. So, like, we had a stereo in our living room, and I've always been a, like, turn your lights off, you know, let's save as much electricity as we can. Mm-hmm. We would all be sitting in the living room when it was, like, 30 degrees outside with sleeping bags on just to <laughs> save energy. Sure. Because I was the one that paid the power bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... We had a we had a stereo and people would always I thought that people would always leave it on because uh, it would be on like auxiliary so mm-hmm. nothing would be playing but like the light would be on and I swear it, I could take like a two minute nap I'd wake up and that's the first thing that I would look at because it happened all the time and it'd be on I'd go over switch it off go sit back down fall asleep for another five minutes or something it'd be right back on. Okay. That was, I think, the most hilarious moment as far as the uh, electronic um, pranks that I got hit with by the ghost. There was one day that I got rained out from work because I was doing landscaping. And I specifically remembered I was watching something on Sports Center in the morning. And I'd fallen asleep, and my roommate had come home, and the TV was on Lifetime. And he was making fun of me for watching, like, a Lifetime movie. And I was like, dude, I swear, I was watching ESPN when I fell asleep. <laughs> and I know nobody's been here. So right. it's the ghost playing pranks on me again. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so, so so with that, what, was there anyone else in there in, in the house that was, was anybody claiming anything of, like, being scratched? Or were you having any kind of, like, weird dreams? Or you would have dreams of possibly no. a little girl or... No, my roommate Mike had a story that I don't think any of us believed, but it was also something that, like, he had no reason to make it up. Mm -hmm. But he was sitting on his bed one night, and he had two or three pillows at at the foot of his bed. And probably four feet away from the foot of his bed, he had, like, a little 32-inch TV that he was watching. Mm -hmm. And he said he was just sitting there watching TV, and then the, the... pile of pillows turned into a little girl in a white dress and he just sat there and I don't remember if he said that they 
made eye contact or what. But he just sat there and looked at it for a few seconds, and then he said he freaked out and, like, threw another pillow at the little girl mm-hmm. pillows. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time where he was watching TV, and his TV was on top of a DVD player. Right. And he said he was just watching TV. Then he said his light went off in his room, and the DVD player and the TV, like, lifted up, uh, jumped towards his bed, and got, like, caught by the cables, and then all fell down. It actually broke his TV. Wow. Hmm. So that's one of those things, like, I don't know. Like, Mike's not a liar, for sure. Right. He's a stand-up guy, but it was just one of those things, like, man, that's wild. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Well, we've we've kind of come to terms, and most of us agree. I'm not saying all of us, but in an instance where something's being moved physically, it could possibly be a way to let you know something's there. Not necessarily being evil, but you can't see it, you can't hear it. So the only way for it to get your attention is actually move something. And yeah, and we've I, I my, I'm a, under the understanding of. Say you have passed on, you are a quote-unquote ghost, which I'm yet to see one, but you're, you're now a form of energy. It's very possible you need to learn how much energy is needed to move an object. You know, just like a little child trying to learn to walk, you have no idea how to control that energy. So in order for you to just move something or tap somebody, that's where you hear a lot of people saying, well, I just got scratched or pinched or something. It's possibly because that entity or whatever is trying to communicate with you just to say, hey, I am here. But it unfortunately used too much energy and scratched you or something like that when all was trying to do to touch you. So that could have been just a simple way of saying, hey, I'm here. I'm not here to harm you, but I'm here. But then all of a sudden it didn't realize how much energy it was using and this stuff fell. It's a possibility, you know, one of those things. The ghost could have been like, like, come on, man! You're on your 20th episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Let's watch something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, exactly, right. right. It's like time to change the channel, man. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I mean, when we've heard of the spirits of of children or something like that being in a room with someone before, I mean, we've caught we've caught a pretty good stick figure where yeah. a child was claiming to be playing with another child in the room on the SLS. Yeah. Yeah. And, specialized uh, camera you know and so at that time so and that was proof that there was something there playing with the little girl yeah. so not that it, it was hurting the family or trying to in, do evil intent to anyone but there was something there now yeah. was it a child mm, i don't know but was it something worse than you know than a child spirit i can't tell you that either yeah when you moved from that house, um, that little, we'll call her Lucy, like you said, um, did did she happen to follow you to the next place you moved to, or did it all end? Well, yeah, that's kind of the, the second chapter. So, moved out of that house, um, ended up getting a house in a place. If anybody listening is from Columbus, Georgia, they know about Bib City. Bib City is a, uh, it's a place right by one of the textile mills. Uh, there was a it was called Bib Mill, and um, the people that owned Bib Mill built a city, essentially, for all the workers in the mill to live in. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a racket where you would you would 
get your money from the mill and then you would pay the mill owner's rent. Right. That was just a circle. And yeah, they owned all the stores. Yeah, we, had the that in, we had that in Biloxi back in the day yeah, with the seafood industry. The yeah. industry. It was kind yeah. of a monopoly. Yep. So the house that we moved into was built in 1898, 1889, something, something around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could basically see dirt through the floorboards. They weren't great houses. But uh, my mom and I moved into one of those houses. And I moved in about a week before her. So I was staying there. And I was trying to get everything set up before she moved in. Um, So I was trying to put, you know, pictures on the wall and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, for the first two weeks I lived there, and this even overlapped after she moved in. If you hung a picture on the wall, you would wake up in the morning and that picture would be on the floor, leaning up against the wall. And a lot of these were like glass frame. So if they would have fallen, they would have broken it. But nothing was broken. They were all, it was almost like they were picked up off the wire and just set down. And that lasted for about two weeks. Um, And like I said, if that was my first experience with weird stuff happening, it probably would have freaked me out. But I mean, there was so much stuff that happened to the other house. I was just kind of like, ah, well, I guess, I guess nothing wants anything on these walls. Right. Um, we had some weird stuff. The electronic stuff kind of, I didn't notice anything at that house, but, um, my mom was sitting in the kitchen one time and you know, she told me this story. I kind of discounted it to her because she's kind of, she was a little bit out there. I mean, you know, not like crazy, but I mean, you know, she, she liked her, her crystals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything mm-hmm. like mystical and everything she's telling me, I'm like, all right, we'll gotcha. see. Right. Gotcha. But she said she was sitting in the kitchen late at night and a guy came through the back door, which we did not have a back door. Um, and she said that he sat down at the kitchen table and my mom said she wasn't freaked out or anything. Uh, she asked him if he used to live here and he said, yes. And she asked him why he wouldn't let us put any pictures on the wall. And he said, you know, something like, Oh, it's still my house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, we live here now. So you're gonna have to get out, you know, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it was a nice little conversation, and she told me about it in the morning, and I was like, whatever, crazy, yeah. and just went to work. Okay. <laughs> Love you, Mom. Bye. So were yeah. you able to put pictures on the wall after that? Yeah, it was shortly after that. Um, okay. There was, a, there was a post, there was a cover of a post office box that was like solid brass that was in there when we moved, and that thing would fall all the time because we kind of put it up as decoration because it was like an old like 1800s post office box mm-hmm. cover mm-hmm. um it was like a door for, mm-hmm. for post office box and that thing would fall all the time and i mean it, like i said it was solid brass the thing probably weighed about two pounds so you'd hear that through the house oh, right yeah pretty heavy yeah but okay. other than that we didn't really have too much going on there mm-hmm. but like I said, initially it was it was pretty wild but it's probably a good thing that your mom did stand up for herself because a lot of the times if, mm-hmm. if you take ownership of your property, if you have some buggy, you say, look, you know, this is mine. Now you need to leave. The entity is supposedly will go ahead and leave and that's it. 
You know, you yeah. won't have to cleanse the house. You won't have to sage the house. If you just take ownership and be forceful enough, it sometimes listens to you and leaves, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I moved straight from that house to Mississippi. Bless um, <laughs> yeah. And when I, when I moved down here, um, when I first moved, uh, we got an apartment, uh, terrible apartment. Uh, if anybody's living in an apartment now, uh, thoughts and prayers. It's, <laughs> I do. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So the first house that we got, um, everything was pretty quiet for a while. And then I want to say after about four or six months, um, uh, we started having doors slam a lot. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, we would be sitting in the living room and one of the bedroom doors would slam closed and it would kind of freak everybody else out. And I was just be like, guys, it's probably a ghost chill. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's just, it's just easy to put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. We've got a new t-shirt. Yeah. It's probably a ghost chill. <laughs> 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 Pepper says. Yep, Pepper says. Around that time, too, um, the kid, uh, we have two kids, and they were really young then, and they would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single night. It would Mm be, and I mean, when I say 3 o'clock, it it was between like 3 a.m. and 3.15 every single night. And that started becoming a problem, and I, I, I know that, uh, you know, that's like the witching hour, whatever, where things have the most power. So I, I started really getting annoyed around then. And I started looking into options. I was like, all right, uh, we, this, this needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we kind of got busy and that kind of went on the back burner. And it just became a thing where the kids would wake up at 3 a.m. and come sleep in our bed. And that happened almost every single night. Well, one day... Um, my wife's mom was at our house watching the kids. This was over summer break. And this is in the middle of the day. Um, it was in the morning, probably around nine or 10 o'clock. And she said that they were all in the living room. And then all of a sudden the bedroom door, she said it was at least two of the doors. They started slamming like hard and like one after the other. Mm-hmm. So they would like open and back up and slam, open back up and slam, that type of thing? I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's what she described to me. She said, you know, it wasn't like unrealistically fast, but it was like, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And she said she freaked out, grabbed the kids and drove straight to her house. And she didn't come back in the house for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So oh, that's the only. That's the best way to get rid of your mother-in-law for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right after that, that's when we got somebody with some sage to come by and try to evict whatever. Because, I mean, like I said, it had never been a problem. It, 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 up until then, it was like we had a pet ghost, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once it started scaring people and, you know, with the kids getting up every single night, yeah. I was like, all right, enough's enough. Right, you, right. You're out. Okay. So and then after after we did the whole sage ceremony thing, mm-hmm. didn't have any issues. Great. Okay. And still to this day, uh, haven't had anything like that happen. Good. 
So about how many years do you have in between? Do you, would you say that you've had in between from your first apartment with the guys in Georgia to where you moved into the apartment with your mom and and then from there to move in here to have to have your episodes? So that was probably it was probably a year and a half at the party house. It was probably about maybe two years at the Beard City house. And then, let's see, probably, and then when it, whenever it ended, it was probably almost two years in Mississippi, maybe a little bit more. Okay. okay. I was just trying to see if anything might be getting ready to stir back up again. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably should. Well, well, once the sage is, is done, that, that tends to yeah. help. And sometimes though people sure. have to go back That's and re sage and yeah. well, you know, yeah. do a little bit more you're lucky, each time. You're very lucky it, with that one sage. Yes, yeah, that to have it yeah. done one time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's multiple times that Because it's more of a taming mm-hmm. than anything, you know. Because you really you have to have conviction when you want something out of your house. Yeah. Um And he might have been to that point mm-hmm. getting woke up at three o'clock every day. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> I work your nerves. Um so have you messed with the uh, talking board ever again since that? First no, time. but I mean, that's not, you know, I'm, it's hard to say. I mean, I've, I've heard from other people that like, that yes, that's definitely related. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we did have some weird, some weird times mm-hmm. with the whole Ouija board thing. And I was messing around with a girl for a little while that was completely obsessed with all that. Mm-hmm. And she was actually like basing life decisions off of oh, God. Oh, wow. stuff oh, no. that yeah. she was, yeah stuff that she was finding out on the Ouija board. So at that point I, I had to get away from her because that was a little bit too out there for me. But I mean, yeah, we had some, uh, we had some interesting conversations with, uh, whatever we were talking to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, with us being in that college house, it was like, it was always like, all right, who's moving it? Like, which one of you idiots is moving this? Right. Right. And you know, it, it would always be like, yeah, I'm not moving it. It's not me. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, oh, so with that, I mean, you sounds like though, even though it was annoying, I mean, you were very lucky with with what you were you were basically having going on with you. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's also an attitude thing because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, if if it would have been the exact same situation, they might've freaked out a little bit more. And, you know, I mean, with us, we were just, we were just, you know, getting drunk, having a good time at the party house. So anything like that was just another fun thing to do. And I was going to say, sometimes though, when you're basically getting drunk and you're, you're, your own abilities are kind of dumbed down a little bit. That's, you know, you're 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 kind of lucky with that, because you know that's when yeah. possessions and stuff like that can happen, and um, so y'all y'all all seem very lucky with that. Yeah. So how does how does possession work? I don't. I'm I'm all new to this. I think there's different different. <laughs> You're looking at me. Saying, oh, yeah. Say, yeah. We're all looking at Chris. Chris. You want to get you want to go into that one, Chris? <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot of it's theory. I mean, I'm not trying to bring religion into it, but um, <clears throat> I mean, possession would just mean that somebody is so open, like that. 
Uh, okay, here's an example. Uh, that girl you were talking about who was met- messing with the Ouija board, um, yeah. basing decisions on that and being way open, there's probably a very strong chance that she could be possessed by a negative entity um, because Ooh. she's purposely opening herself up to this and allowing whomever she's talking to, whether they're being truthful about whom they are or not, they could easily take over because it's like a a possession would be like one soul cramming it's like cramming too many people in one car but now that okay. pers- that person's the or the that entity is now the driver of that car yeah so that's it would like basically push her personality soul whatever you want to call it aside and take over and because entities don't have physical bodies. So what's the easiest way to manipulate is to take over somebody's physical body. I don't think that it can happen to everybody. I think we all have sort of an aura around us that protects us at all times, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just being open to it um, really does kind of not jeopardize, but really, you know, allows that person to be open to accept that negative entity. Yeah, because you got to look at it. When you're using the Ouija board and you're trying to get answers, you are allowing whatever entity you're speaking to to pass through your body in order to move your hands to give you the answer. So essentially, you're the medium. You're the medium for that entity. And once that happens, that means they essentially have... Well, I don't want to call it a backdoor you, but they essentially have a way into your into your psyche and can control now because if you're allowing them control of your movements of your hands, then they can essentially take over your body and now mm-hmm. they are you in a way. And to my to my knowledge, most possessions haven't been passed like uh, people that have passed away in soul form. They've been right. They've been just negative, nasty. Like a negative entity. I don't want to say demon, but just a negative, nasty thing that right. that yearns to right. be in a human body. Um, because and, and we're yet to find out what you know. With that, you've got right. You've got to figure out. Are you going to say that's a what, fallen angel, or are you going to say is it ex-wife? You know, um, or, or or my <laughs> thing is, or even you can even go into some people are like it's an it's an alien life form trying to have. A physical form. Yeah. I mean, on a, if you could see Chris's face, he's like, well, there goes yeah, Bobby we're again. We're going off on a tangent now. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't put it past, but. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back with Bobby's land. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> so. Um, but. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that girl, <clears throat> that, that really makes me want to, like, kind of catch up with her. Because when I say she was going in deep, like, when, when I decide to check out, like, she was talking to a specific entity yeah mm-hmm. multiple times every day she had, it had a name i can't remember right. the name it started with a c mm-hmm. but it was it was almost like her like interdimensional boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and i remember her saying like like oh man i wish i wish he could come to this world so we could you know connect oh, wow. and all this stuff yeah, that's that's scary, yeah. that's yeah, scary. Because that's they have, that, that really makes me worry for her also yeah because they have what are called mimics and mimics will kind of like be your buddy through this whole ordeal until they have so much access over you that now you can't get rid of them. That type of thing. See, 
I, I even remember when we were talking to whatever we were talking to, um, especially when I was with her, we were asking questions like, like, all right, how does, how does this work? And I remember so you through the Ouija there, what, board, how, what whatever works? we were talking to even explained that. And we, we were asking like, so like, are we talking to like angels or demons or whatever? Like, is there, and there, it basically said like, we're not like, it's, it's not a, good or bad thing it's not like a it's not a duality Mm -hmm. it's like we're just here Mm -hmm. and you know whether we're good or bad is kind of an opinion it is sure Mm -hmm. sure yeah you have an elemental or something like that along the lines like that yeah Yeah. an elemental has no uh, good or bad it's well they were never human either they were never human yeah yeah there's so many different aspects and it's hard to and the thing is and the thing is what you know you talk about her i mean that that's an attachment that she wanted. She's asking for that attachment. I don't think that you personally asked for to be basically haunted in the three places that you lived before. Like you didn't, you didn't like ask for that. It just transpired that way. Yeah. I mean, I could have. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. It was the party I mean, house, when you're Chris. About, it was when the you're party about house. Well, natural light Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sound like a good idea. Yeah. But but it sounded like you just had that rash of paranormal occurrences, but they didn't tie to one another because each instant was a different type of incident. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. had the one that said no pictures on the wall. Then you right. had the other one that actually really bugged and slammed doors that one time and then, you know, your your buddy's room messed with that type mm-hmm. of thing. So it wasn't really directed towards you in any way that I see. It was, you know, and but so it was different. Good. But his yeah. kids were affected. You were on just on that. But the kids were affected, but that could have possibly been just something trying to get the attention, and that's the only way you could get attention in the house was to make noise. Could have, it could have been another child entity, too. And right. it could have been that, too, yeah. So it's just one of those. But, I mean, I think you did a great thing of getting it saged, mm-hmm. and that really helped that local situation here. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting yeah. stories. I'm hoping now the spirit world knows that, Pepper Goins is a no nonsense guy and he's not gonna tolerate it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they're sending out emails right now. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping I got a sick rep in the spirit world. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well Pepper, stay, stay on the line. We're gonna wrap it up. We're, we're, we've hit our thirty minute mark for this one, but stay on the line and um we're gonna get you ready for an episode two, okay? Awesome. All right, thanks, sir. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, um, that will be episode one, and uh, please join us here. We're going to cut this one short and get another one going. Thank you.